the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado and Alicia Quibito. Good morning, Good morning. guys. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy first Friday of Lent. It is. Yeah. Everybody, hopefully, is still doing what they said they were going to do on Wednesday. Well, <laughs> hopefully not everybody's... been two days, but... Hopefully not everybody's co-worker brought in donut this morning. Although, hey, was temptation. that Damien? We love some of the heavenly donuts. That's right. So when the the donuts are from a heavenly place. Oh, my goodness. Eh, you can, See, you can, they're heavenly. Right. <laughs> and with, with River Road Coffee, that makes for a good Friday morning. Uh, today is also the Feast of Blessed Luke Baluti. So let's start this morning in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Show gracious f- favor, O Lord, we pray, to the works of penance we have begun, that we may have strength to accomplish with sincerity the bodily observances we undertake. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, blessed Luke Baluti, pray for us. Pray for us and welcome new viewers on Catholic Life TV and the Diocese of Baton Rouge. We're so glad that you are tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up This Morning. Also, our spring drive time is coming up for a full week. It's happening on Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th. Regular programming will not be interrupted during this week. However, we do need your help to continue to broadcast the Catholic faith through the airwaves, through your TV, through the app, your phone, anything that you choose to listen to as far as Catholic radio, uh, continue to support us. So save these dates, Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th. But we have a great show for you today, starting off with some events in your listening area we will give you details about. We also have a ticket giveaway to one of these events. So you want to be by a phone uh, when we tell you about this wonderful event and how you can win tickets. So that's coming up in about seven minutes. In 18 minutes, Sarah LeBlanc joins us. She's a Baton Rouge counselor over at Woman's New Life Clinic, and she'll be updating us on what they are up to for the month of February. And Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins us in 35 minutes. He's talking about ideas for celebrating Lent around the table as a family. And in 48 minutes, Gary Zimek is a Catholic author and speaker, and he joins us today to talk about giving up worry for Lent. You're probably wondering, how do you do that? Well, Gary has numerous books that tells you how, so we'll talk to him about that. Always looking forward to that conversation, Damian, and your weather report. What do you have for us? Well, it's going to be cloudy again, as it was yesterday. Uh, Some will play peekaboo every now and then with us, and that'll warm things up. I'm a frog in my throat. 
And uh, high's going to be 84, low's going to be somewhere around 70, winds out of the south at 5 to 10. Uh, for the weekend, highs are going to be uh, around 82 or so degrees, low in the upper 60s. Only a slight chance of rain, 20%, and it's uh, going to be partly sunny throughout the weekend. That's good news. Good opportunity to get out in the yard, get rid of all the dead stuff, cut everything back, and get it ready for spring. You couldn't pick a better weekend to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, temperatures right now, 71 degrees in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, as well as home of Thibodeau. Over in Slidell, it's 70 degrees. And in Bay St. Louis, it's 68. And that's the temps and the forecast. And, boy, I do hope I get a chance to get out in the yard. That's my yes. game plan. Yeah, we got our that Wednesday. Wednesday. We did that last week. Oh, y'all did it already? All the sprouting already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are coming spring back. Is, is spring is springing. Yeah. Yeah. So you even got the grass cut during the week. All right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, don't go away. We've got tickets we want to give away in just a moment on Wake Up. Blessed Friday after Ash Wednesday, today's gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 9. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. In this cryptic passage, Jesus explicitly identifies himself as the bridegroom. This bridegroom image draws on Old Testament passages that identifies God as the heavenly husband in his relationship to Israel. For example, Isaiah wrote, For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name. So Jesus is here drawing on the seven days of feasting with family and friends at a Jewish wedding to depict his entire public ministry as a symbolic wedding feast. It is also instructive that Jesus identifies his disciples as the wedding guests, literally the sons of the bride chamber, which is the reason he gives that they do not fast. Although this expression is translated as wedding guests, its meaning is actually more restrictive. The sons of the bride chamber were the special friends of the bridegroom who prepared the bridal chamber and attended him at his wedding. Because of their special duties, these men were not obligated to perform their ordinary religious duties. Hence, this was not the time for Jesus' disciples to fast. However, The most startling aspect of this passage occurs when Jesus identifies the day of his death as his wedding day. The day will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. At the end of the seventh day of a Jewish wedding, the bridegroom would leave the sons of the bride chamber in order to be united with his bride in the consummation of their marriage. This marital union with the bride signaled that his old relationships with the sons of the bride chamber, Jesus' disciples, would change as his bachelor days were over. He is now married. So the implication is striking. Jesus, the heavenly bridegroom, will experience no ordinary wedding. He will not be carried joyfully to the bride chamber, 
Rather, he will be taken away by soldiers to the marriage chamber of the cross and nailed to his wedding bed. Who can wrap their mind around so great a love? It takes our breath away. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Welcome back to Wake Up. So glad you could join us on this Friday morning. I also want to give a special shout out uh, to Becky, who is watching uh, right now on Catholic Life TV. Uh, We're new to the airwaves, but we are going to be here each and every morning from 7 to 8, and so glad to be a part of Catholic Life Television. And, of course, when you have Catholic Radio and Catholic TV, wow. That's right. Look out. Big news. (laughs) All right, folks. It's giveaway time, and, uh, you know, during the Lenten season, you you want to fast, okay? You want to pray, and you want to do some almsgiving. That's right. That's what we're going to do in a different way. Now, right now, we have four tickets to what is known as the Lenten Banquet, and the Lenten Banquet is going to be featuring Bishop Elias Zaden, and uh, he's a Maronite uh, mm-hmm. bishop, and he is going to be in Baton Rouge tonight right is is the 25th today or tomorrow no, tomorrow the 24th, tomorrow. tomorrow i'm see yeah. i'm losing track so okay. it's tomorrow and sunday this is what the tickets you're going to get uh four tickets to the banquet it's going to be from six to ten at saint patrick church hall in baton rouge and that's on uh, uh brangden street uh brangden lane in, Bra- in baton yeah. how you say it i think it's bragdon bragdon okay good that's where it is. And uh, tickets, uh, you got four tickets. Now, you've waited long enough. Here's the phone number. Boy, hard for me to get this out. It's, it's um, Friday. 225-448-3754. We've got the number up on the screen for those of you watching on television. Radio-wise, I'll repeat it again. 225 225- Four four eight three seven five four. You can attend this banquet. It's great. The phones are ringing already, and uh, the there's a there's a uh, yes yes first four callers. Okay, and so uh, you got, got enough giveaway tickets to to where you can receive to go to this. Also, there's a mass Maronite mass uh, February twenty sixth at eleven thirty at Catholic Life Center. Wow. So, okay. A lot Sounds of things great. going on uh, with with that. There so. are a lot of things going on uh, this Lent, and here is one of my favorites. I've become a super fan of the Count Your Blessings Supper to Go. Uh, Bishop Michael Duca and Chef John Fulce have teamed up again to support our friends um, uh, here in Baton Rouge at the um, at. Oh, why am I drawing a blank? Anyway, Our Lady of Mercy. No, 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 no. It is at Our, Our Lady of Mercy, but it's St. Vincent, Vincent Paul. Paul. This oh. is their big fundraiser. Thank you, Jeff. My <laughs> mind just went blank. I love this event. You drive through to get your soup. You pre-order it. You get your soup ticket. You drive through, and you're handed your soup by either celebrity chef John Fulce or celebrity bishop Michael Duca. It's very fun. There's been music. Uh, Jeff Cavins was there one year. So it's a great time. It's March 3rd from 6 to 7 p.m. It is drive-through at Our Lady of Mercy. It is a fundraiser, uh, and it is fabulous soup. This year's soup, and listen, he's done this for years, not the drive-through part, but he's never repeated the recipe. This year, the soup will be Bell River Crab and Artichoke bisque 
fabulous. Awesome. You get it sealed, frozen, so you can cut, cook it at your or heat it at your convenience. It's a two-pound bag, so make sure you do that. You do need to go to svdpbr.org to order your soup now, and I think they run out. So get over there and order your soup. svdpbr.org, and that's this coming Friday, March third. Great Wonderful. fundraiser for St. Vincent de Paul. Most definitely. And and there's a line. So get there early. That's right. Because you don't want to get miss out on this wonderful well, you suit. Can order well, you, you, can and you don't ahead. miss out. You get your ticket and you won't miss yeah. out. Otherwise, you could miss out if the tickets go. True. They're only That's making right. so much. That's right. Yes, definitely. Well, real quick, if you live in the Hammond, Albany area, make plans to attend a holy hour with the Diocese of Baton Rouge's Bishop Michael Duca happening on February 28th at St. Margaret, Queen of Scotland Catholic Church in Albany. Holy hour will begin at 6 p.m. All right. Well, we've got all that out of the way. Don't forget, call that number if you want to win those tickets to the Lenten Banquet. In the meantime, Sarah LeBlanc is standing by, and she is with Woman's New Life Clinic here in Baton Rouge. She'll be next here on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 24th. Today we celebrate Blessed Luke Baluti. Was it chance or was it the hand of God that drew Luke Baluti, a young nobleman, to listen to Anthony of Padua preaching in the town square in the year 1220? In response, Luke asked to become a Franciscan and to wear the same habit worn by Francis of Assisi and Anthony. His request was granted and Luke received the habit from Francis himself. Luke became a close friend of Anthony's and his companion in his travels and his preaching. He also tended to Anthony in his final days. In 1239, when the city of Padua had fallen into the hands of its enemies and Luke was expelled from the city, he secretly returned at night to visit the tomb of St. Anthony and pray for the late friar's help. Some accounts have it that one night, Luke heard Anthony's voice assuring him that the city would soon be delivered, and so it was. Credit for the Basilica of St. Anthony in Padua goes to Luke Baluti. At his own death around 1285, he was buried in the basilica that he had helped complete. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up This Morning. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quipido and Damian Collado. And our first guest today is Sarah LeBlanc. Sarah is a Baton Rouge counselor over at Woman's New Life Clinic in Baton Rouge. Today, she's going to update us on the wonderful work they are doing over at Woman's New Life Clinic. Good morning, Sarah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Good morning. Absolutely. Good morning. Well, let's talk about Woman's New Life Clinic. You know, every month we have been touching on this, especially since the overturn of Roe versus Wade and kind of how Woman's New Life Clinic is adapting or maybe uh, working a little bit more now that women are calling more, according to Allison Daigle and what we've been hearing, uh, the wonderful work that you guys are doing. So do women still come into your clinic uh, abortion-minded, even though abortion is still widely illegal, uh, 
you know, this is something that is needed. I think there will be more people calling your offices. Yeah, yeah. So um, women can still easily order the abortion pill online or just mm-hmm. home delivery. Um, and some will consider traveling to another state for an abortion clinic. And we still have women who come in who just or call that just don't know that it's illegal in Louisiana. Um, so uh, there's still that need for the medical services. And, of course, we always offer those free counseling services as well to try and, you know, when they come in, help support them where they're at. Most definitely. And it has been a fight still since the overturn of Roe versus Wade in many states in uh, in our country. But let's talk about unplanned pregnancies and the importance of your work. So why is professional counseling so helpful for women who are experiencing an unplanned pregnancy? Sure. Yeah. So we just to be able to offer just the tools we have in our toolbox as professional counselors, Um, just that crisis counseling, um, helping them kind of ground themselves and, um, you know, using motivational interviewing, finding those strengths that they have. And um, uh, a lot of times the women that come here, it's a pretty new pregnancy. um, Mm -hmm. So they really, and they haven't told anybody or maybe it's one person or maybe that person is pressuring them in some way. So um, just having that confidential space There's no agenda being pushed on them, and it's just going through their needs and assessing, you know, how we can support them and um, just highlighting their strengths that they have and, uh, you know, reminding them that we're here to support them throughout the pregnancy and um, helping them go through those options that they do have. So, um, you know, that's always a free service of ours. Most definitely. Have you experienced much change in how you counsel women in unplanned pregnancies now that abortion is illegal in the state of Louisiana? Really, no, we haven't. Um, Even as if it was next door, the clinic, if it were open, it's still that crisis situation. And they're still um, going through a major, you know, life change. So, it really hasn't changed at all. I mean, we do make sure that we warn them um, just the dangers of taking medication that is not prescribed to them. Um, so we we have had to kind of, you know, add a little bit of, you know, be careful for yourself of what's what is out there. Um, but overall, really, the counseling is the same. Sarah, the Delta Abortion Clinic has been next to Woman's New Life Clinic in Baton Rouge for many years. Is it currently closed right now, and how has it been since that? Well, I can't, I mean, yes, it is It is illegal in Louisiana, so they their doors are closed. Um, I don't really know what the situation is as far as, you know, what their management is doing right now, but um, they, they're not performing any abortions in Louisiana other than, you know, what might be life-threatening for the mother when, and that's not an elective abortion. But, um, so yeah, the doors next door, we haven't seen anybody. So that's all I can speak on that, I guess. Mm -hmm. What other professional counseling services do you offer at Women's New Life Clinic? Um, So we offer counseling for past abortions. 
as well as postpartum counseling. Um, we have adoption referrals and um, counseling in that area as well as um, pregnancy loss and just crisis counseling in general. Most definitely. What do you found, Sarah, most rewarding about your work? You honestly, when I think of someone who is in your position, you are guiding that person to keeping their baby and, and giving birth to someone to have a life. This is something that's life changing and can be very scary for a lot of women. Um, what has been the most rewarding thing about your work? Well, I, I guess I just am really humbled by the women who do just let me in that vulnerable space with them and um, just to see them open up in front of me and, you know, talk to them and, and just share that moment with them and um, just reminding them of their dignity mostly is just to me very touching. And um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see um, an individual be vulnerable who, you know, you met five minutes ago. So um, I probably would say that is just a really rewarding uh, Mm -hmm. thing I get to be a part of every day. Absolutely. Well, we are big fans over at the work over at Woman's New Life Clinic, but let's kind of take a step back. For those who haven't heard of Woman's New Life Clinic, or they have a family member who's maybe going through a crisis pregnancy, um, what are the first steps that they can do to maybe get some guidance and seek help over at the clinic? Um, they can call us. Um, we, you know, we try to be able to see people the same day, if not, you know, within a week. Um, and we'll just set up an appointment with them. We also do take walk-ins, um, but, you know, they'll come in and just fill out a couple pages of paperwork real quick and then meet with me, meet with, or a counselor, I should say. Um, and I'll meet with them first and just kind of go through what they need and, uh, meet them where they're at. And then, um, they'll receive the medical services that they requested. And, um, after they're done with the medical services, I always check in with them again and just see, you know, process what happened with the nurse and um, just go over any resources I might have looked up for them. And, you know, we always follow up with our clients several times to just check in and see how they're doing. Let's talk about ways, Sarah, that our listeners and viewers can support Women's New Life Clinic. And one of those ways is your Born to Run New Orleans that's coming up in just a few weeks. Tell our listeners a little bit about this. Sure, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, our Born to Run New Orleans will be on Saturday, March 25th at the New Orleans Lakefront. Um, I think they, they, I know that actually, I know they will be having mass before it. Um, And for any questions about Born to Run, you can call our New Orleans office at 504-496-0212. Wonderful. Uh, Sarah LeBlanc, Baton Rouge Counselor at Woman's New Life Clinic, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. That's womansnewlife.com. Damien, real quick, we are giving away a few tickets to a special Lenten banquet, and we have three tickets left. 
Why don't you t- tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yes, I'll do my best this time. <laughs> uh, the Lenten Banquet is tomorrow, and it's going to be at St. Patrick's Catholic Church in the hall over there here in Baton Rouge. And uh, the tickets are actually going for $50 an adult, $20 for uh, a child. But we're giving some away free. So we uh, still have a couple left. Here's the phone number. I'll repeat it twice, 225 448 Three seven five four. We also have it up on the screen there. Two two five four four eight three seven five four. Operators are standing by. You'll enjoy this. It's uh, the Maronite uh, Bishop Elias Zaden is in, and you'll get a chance to meet him and uh, learn a lot more about what that order is doing. They also have a special mass on Sunday at the Catholic Life Center. And that's going to be at 1130, followed by a reception. So hopefully a couple more people will get the tickets and uh, attend the event for tomorrow. Right. Well, we have a minute. I just want to mention Jeff Cavins. I mentioned him earlier that maybe he will be part of the soup to go for St. Vincent de Paul fundraiser. But he will be here uh, in Baton Rouge on Saturday, March 25th. Our friends at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center, Sister Dulcie's Ministry, are hosting Jeff Cavins. If you're not familiar with him, I don't know how you could not be, right? He's Bible of the Year. He's with yeah. Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's everywhere. Um, and he will be in Baton Rouge. So that's March 25th. Tickets are $60, and they will go fast. That includes a continental breakfast and lunch. So there is limited seating. You can call our friends at Cypress Springs at 225-752-8480. Or you can visit Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center online. But you're not going to want to miss uh, Jeff Cavins in Baton Rouge on March 25th. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Well, our spring drive time is happening for a full week, Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th. Regular programming will not be interrupted during this week. However, we do need your help to continue to keep Catholic Radio on the air. So we'll mention that uh, throughout that, that whole week. So you definitely want to listen in. But we'll make sure that your regular programming, your favorite shows continue to broadcast. Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins Alicia when we come back from the break. Stay with us. It's half past the hour on Wake Up. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning your heart to the truth on Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. Gabby mentioned we have our our quarterly, I guess it's three times a year, our spring uh, fund drive on the radio will be uh, March, starting March 6th. And, you know, it is more expensive than you think to run a radio station, right? Oh, For yeah. years, you know, driving down the road, turning on the free radio, I never really gave it much thought. But broadcasting and transmission costs are expensive and extensive. Internet streaming, uh, we also have to pay uh, licensing fees and, and broadcasting fees. So we are dependent on the gifts of our amazing listeners, supporters, our underwriters, and we are so grateful. That week starting March 6th, 
We will not, as Gabby mentioned, interrupt any of your regular programming, but we will have some special messages during the breaks from some of our dear friends in Catholic uh, with Catholic Community Media reminding you uh, that it's a great time to support Catholic Community Media. So we hope you'll tune in and listen then. Well, it's Friday, y'all, and it's Friday in Lent. We are joined this morning as we are every Friday by our friend Jeff Young. He is the founder and producer of the Catholic Foodie blog and podcast. He is the Catholic Foodie. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. It's great to visit with you as always. Happy first Friday of Lent. I know. I can't believe it's already here. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know about it. Your workplace. I mean, it seems like just yesterday we were on the parade route, right? Right? <laughs> I think you might have been over there in New Orleans. No. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit yes well it's always fun a fun time and a great reminder for to get ready for uh for ash wednesday uh and on this first friday uh it's, i love this topic that you want to talk about jeff about being around the table with family during lent we love talking about being around the table i think it's one of those uh years ago we always all sat at the table and then over the years when when kids are going different directions and families get more and more busy that time at the table is kind of fleeting that's right that's right yeah we're, we're too busy for our own good i think you're right and uh so it takes effort, right? It takes intention and effort, I think, to get around the table uh, to begin with. Yes. But I mean, there there are a few things that, um, but it's so worth it. And oh, I think goodness, that's the thing. Yes. It's not like, oh, let's just go to this exercise and, you know, willpower and, and force ourselves to get around the table. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about we, we make that effort because it's just so worth it. It's so oh, good to be there right. around the table with, with family and friends, right? Um, yeah, there, there are a few things when it comes to Lent that I think about when uh, it comes to how, how do you do this as a family, right? How do you mm -hmm. do this together? And uh, I remember when we first, Charles and I first moved across the lake to the North Shore. This is 20, close to like 24 years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we were just um, <clears throat> brand new parishioners at St. Peter Parish. Father Bill McGuff was the pastor. Ruth Pratt was uh, oh. director of mm -hmm. ministries mm -hmm. all the way back then. Yes. And uh, on Fridays in Lent, they would have something called uh, the meager meal. Oh. And what we would do is in the in the late afternoon, early evening, probably, I think it may have started around 5, 5.30 maybe, we'd get, gather together in a building that's no longer there. It was the old uh, ministry center. And we would have just a meager meal together. As the parish family, mm -hmm. whoever in the parish wanted to come, and the room was pretty full as I remember it and we would do a prayer beforehand but we would have like a little simple roll or a piece of bread or crackers or something along with a bowl of soup mm -hmm. and this was served on you know paper plates paper bowls it wasn't something fancy mm -hmm. um, and it was I think I remember having potato soup um, yeah. there so it was meatless and, and, and all that but it was good it was delicious it was nourishing mm -hmm. but it was simple Yes. And it wasn't like a huge bowl. It was a meager, a small size uh, bowl. And we would spend time together there talking and, and socializing after we prayed and were eating. And, um, it was a good community kind of building event, mm -hmm. first of all. And secondly, uh, we would we'd then, once it was over, we did a, a closing prayer. And we would go over to the church for um, Stations of the Cross and for Mass. And that was like the Friday 
thing back then, mm-hmm. the, the, the meager meal. And so I think a lot of times, you know, over the years, although they don't do that anymore, uh, this is something that we kind of carried on in our own family. So we would try to do on Fridays the meager meal and uh, something very simple. Mm-hmm. We would also try to incorporate, like, little reflections um, at the dinner table. So I know that there are many, many books, pamphlets, and, yes. and things you could get with, with Lenten reflections. We would do something like that together at the table with the kids uh, every day of, of Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fridays were just special because it was sort of the, the abstinence and also the, the meagerness. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were two things that we, we did to, to try to incorporate it in the family. And then there's another thing that, that we have done uh, for many Lent, and this is one of Zelie's favorite things. <laughs> And it's um, it's making a crown of thorns, okay, with uh, a salt dough. You can make a little salt dough and and divide it into three different parts and roll them out to where they're they're kind of long and skinny. Okay. And you're gonna you're gonna braid them and make a crown with them, right? Just a big okay. round crown. Yes. And so it's a braided crown of thorns with this salt dough, and then you stick toothpicks all in it. Okay. To make the the, the thorns, the, the, the spinas. What do you call them? The thorns. Right? Yes. Yes. You, you stick them in there to to all around, and it's funny because some people have different. They do it different ways. One way is when you're making it itself. You can, as you're putting the thorns in, you're asking Jesus to forgive you for your sins. It oh. may even list different sins that you want wow. him to forgive or to heal. Right. The, right. The reason why we do these things: heal me, Lord. You know, forgive me. And so you're doing that as you're making it. This is something you do. You know, you can do it with your child. You bake it so that it hardens. And it depends on how you do it. I know when we've done it in the past, um, we don't do anything after that, right? Once it comes Mm -hmm. out, it's like done. We let it cool. Mm -hmm. But the the toothpicks harden into this salt dough. And some people like to paint it brown. Some people put cinnamon in the salt dough so that it makes the crown brown naturally, you know. Um, but we usually just leave it the way it is. It comes out. It still works. Wow. Put it on the table. And every time during Lent that someone in the family, but I'm thinking of Sally in particular, would make a sacrifice or mm-hmm. do some good thing or um, would uh, maybe pray for somebody, something like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. she would go and take one thorn out. Oh, wow. Or in our house, the thorns are pretty much embedded, so she'll just break one off. Okay, okay. <laughs> but the cool thing about that is once you, once you hopefully by the end of Lent, you've, it, all the thorns are gone, and then you can kind of repurpose or redecorate the crown, paint it gold maybe or something, and use yeah. it as a centerpiece on the table to represent Easter, maybe put a lily in the middle or something, you know. That's a beautiful... So that's another way of, of doing a little craft, a little something that helps to make real for yes. us bodily creatures this thing that we're doing. That is a that. beautiful tradition, Jeff. Uh, and I guess, could you put 40 toothpicks? So you do maybe try and do something every day? Well, we have... we do. You could do it more than once a day. Right. You know, we, okay. we, put, we probably put... A whole bunch, because, you know, we're a house full of sinners, so we got to do a lot of repentance. <laughs> are A lot of good things. And so uh, yes. we, you know, we, yeah, yeah, use more than one time a day. I mean, there have been times when she's gone and stood by it and said, okay, I'm, a, and then she'll rattle some, you know, so she'll pray for certain people. She'll mm-hmm. rattle off some names and pray for these. Mm-hmm. And so she'll take off a couple of the, That's the toothpicks, you know, because she was praying for, 
more than one person. So wow. it's not just one a day. It's, you can do it as, as often as you That you is want. precious. But pace so, yourself, right? Pace yes. yourself because you don't want to do all of them the first day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right? you got to leave you some gotta, for <laughs> Especially for those days when you're struggling, right? When you're struggling in Lent, as we all do, struggling with with staying on the uh, staying in the desert, right? Um, that okay. leave some for those days when you really need to be intentional uh, to do to do some good. Uh, I love the idea of doing things for Lent. I know we we give up, but I love the idea of of that i of of really going extra and, and doing something good for someone else. So great reminder, Jeff. Uh, salt dough thorny crowns everybody's going to make one today I bet check out Jeff at catholicfoodie.com have a blessed Friday Jeff thank you thank you stick around Gary Zimek Catholic author joins us we're going to give up worry for Lent it is 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up Happy Friday morning, everyone. 12 minutes before the top of the hour here on Wake Up. Glad you're with us. And with us now is a friend of Catholic Community Media, Gary Zimek. He is Catholic author and speaker here to join us about his popular book entitled Giving Up Worry for Lent. Good morning, Paisan. Hey, Damien, what's up, brother? Hey, look, before we even get started, did I read somewhere that your book, Giving Up Worry for Lent, is like the Amazon all-time top ten list in sales? Well, I don't know if it's that good, but this year it got up to somewhere in the 100 range of all the 8 48.5 48.5 million books on Amazon. So okay, okay. Yes. Top 100 very, is what I was saying. I am very blessed. Well, that's, that. yeah. yeah, after this show, it may make it to the top 10. I do know this. <laughs> there you it, go. It is a great book. And, you know, Lent, we were right. always struggling. And, and we, you know, it, it's a time of repentance and, and forgiveness. And I love the fact that you you address something that people have to deal with day in and day out, and it's really helped a lot of folks. Tell everyone a little bit about the book again. I know we've gone over it year in and year out with Lent, but it's worth repeating. Yeah, thank you, Damien. Yeah, the book came out in, in 2019. I, I had the idea a little while before, a few years before that, that, uh, you know, Lent is all about drawing closer to God, and one of the things that can possibly keep us away from Him is this tendency or this decision, you know, we don't think of it as a decision, but it is, a decision to worry instead of turning to Him with our, with our needs, with our problems. And uh, so the book came about, it's a daily devotional, and uh, every day I put out a Bible verse, I have a reflection, I have a call to action, some sort of response, and then a prayer. It's very simple. It takes a couple of minutes each day. And, you know, Damien, the book has just exploded. I think the latest sales statistics that I got on the book was we've sold uh, 27,000 copies since it came out. It's got over 500 five-star reviews on Amazon. And it's really really become a movement now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm doing parish missions. I'm headed to your area tomorrow um, based Mm -hmm. on the book. It's just... Every year, the sales seem to go up, and it keeps selling out year after year. And I'm just going to keep following. The Lord opens these doors for me with the book. I'm just going to go in the doors and keep sharing the good news. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people have a lot to worry about in today's world, but it's being able yeah. uh, to let it go. So why why is it 
what causes people to worry in the first place? You know, Damien, this is a painful answer, but I really thought a lot about this, and, and it's something that, that I'm, I'm guilty of. I really think that we worry, specifically Christians worry, because God is not real enough to us. And once he becomes real to us, then there's going to be less tendency to worry, because we realize we have nothing to worry about. Even mm-hmm. if we have to suffer, he's going to give us the grace to deal with it. But, but for many of us, you know, we perceive the world with our senses. So my, my bill that comes in the mail that I can't pay, my bad medical report, the, the relationship struggles, the, the news that we hear on a daily basis, oftentimes that's more real to me than God. And we, we have to find a way to, to flip that around and recognize that there is an invisible kingdom brought into this world by Jesus Christ to really that's more real than anything we see, but at the same time, you know, gives us the peace that, that we long for if we can tap into the invisible kingdom and just follow Jesus. Exactly, and that's where your book comes in. And you, you touched on read, reflect, respond, and pray, but the pray is the key yeah. part. That's where the relationship is. is established with, with Christ. You are absolutely right, and that's one of the things that, and I, and I make this joke sometimes when I speak, that I, t- I talk to the Lord all the time, and I say, Lord, I'm sending people you, to you, don't mess it up, you know, and I, <laughs> I've had that conversation with them, and people have emailed me, and I see them in person, and they say, you know, it's amazing, once I started talking to Jesus about what, my, about my fears, my anxieties, I started feeling his peace, things began to change. You can't, Damien, have a relationship or an encounter with Jesus Christ and not go away unchanged if you're really mm-hmm. serious about it, if you're really determined to, to, you know, to, to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You go to Jesus with your problems, something good is going to happen, and I'm mm-hmm. convinced of it. Amen. And, and be patient for the, for the answer oh, yeah. uh, or the, the sign or whatever it is you're looking for. He's always there. It's just you got you got to deal with it in his time. Real quick, I, I get into discussions with folks about the difference between worrying and concern. People say, oh, you, you yeah. never worry. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not concerned. Exactly, exactly. There's a huge difference. It is. Worry and, worry and concern both, both originate with fear. So fear is an emotion telling me that I could be in danger. Concern is acting upon that in a manner that I can control. So mm-hmm. if there's something I can do about it, concern tells me, well, do something about it. Get yourself out of danger. <laughs> Worry, on the other hand, is just a, a really a useless conversation. It's turning inward. You know, Damien, I heard it said that worry is a conversation we have with ourselves about things we can't change. But prayer, on the other hand, is a conversation we have with God about things he can change. And awesome. I think that's the key. Worry involves things we can't control. Well, uh, Gary, we have a large listening audience. Uh, tell everyone where you're going to be, and is it a mission anyone can attend? Uh, I believe you're going to be on the North Shore, right? I am. I am. Beginning on Monday, the 27th through March the 1st, I am going to be at Mary Queen of Peace in Mandeville. I'm flying in to New Orleans tomorrow. And I'm going to be in your studios talking about this again on Monday. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, live. If anybody can attend attend the mission, we're going to be talking about it live on Monday. And I'm excited. 
Yeah, well, we're excited. Uh, we're also going to track down some crawfish for you. For the, I think this will be the first time, <laughs> oh, maybe, yes. or, or what? Yeah. I know you had we, a king we cake. We tried to make... Yeah, you had a king cake yeah. the last time you were here. How's Courtesy cr- of you, my friend. <laughs> Are you ready for some crawfish, though? That's the question. I am I am ready, brother. I am ready. Tried to make it happen last time, but everybody was out of them for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they were, they, it wasn't a good season, but it will be this time. They are Get plentiful, ready. and they're everywhere, so you right. shouldn't. we won't have a problem. Real quick, where do people go if they want to get your book and want to learn more about the other books that you also have written? Thank you, brother. The best place is my website, followingthetruth.com. Now, the book is out of stock temporarily on Amazon, but it's available on Kindle, and it's also available from the publisher, Ave Maria Press. And it will be back in stock on Amazon, but I'm not exactly sure when. Okay. But in the meantime, uh, if you want, you can also see them live and direct in our listening audience. So uh, looking forward to that, and we'll talk more with you on Monday, my, my brother. Have a safe trip coming into uh, the New Orleans area. Thank you, brothers. Thanks for having me on. See you soon. Okay. Gary Zimimak, Catholic author and speaker and uh, author of Giving Up Worry for Lent. You know, I, I got that book from my wife, and it has helped. That's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's so uh, I, I've seen it firsthand. So that's awesome. I'm an advocate of the book. I have and, a friend uh, who's a big yes. fan, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, it's time to say a prayer to wrap up our show this morning. And in honor of St. Anthony, we're going to do just that. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Old, gentle, and loving St. Anthony, whose heart was ever full of human sympathy, whisper our petitions into the ears of the sweet infant Jesus, who loved to be folded into your arms, and the gratitude of my heart will ever be yours. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Caroline Thriffily from Notre Dame Seminary joins us to talk about their 100th anniversary gala and auction coming up in New Orleans. Chris O'Neill joins us to talk about the upcoming Catholic Men's Conference. Dr. David Whitten from Fran U will be in the studio. And of course, Gary Zimak, Catholic author and speaker, will talk about his Lenten mission. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.